Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network for our very special spoiler fee review of Godzilla vs. Kong. I was about to call it Kong vs. Godzilla, but we did that. But now we get to talk about the brand new one, the one that MonsterVerse Month was all about. Godzilla vs. Kong vs. Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, <laughs> versus the guy who played Tarzan. Versus... Kyle Chandler versus who else is in this movie? Help me out. The one from Stranger Things. That's What's Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, well, I didn't that's know a, her name. what a title that would be to Godzilla versus Kong versus Millie Bobby Brown. That's what we're gonna call it. Welcome to our spoiler review of Godzilla versus Kong versus Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> um, let's get into it. My name is Colin, and I said I took an HTML course at summer camp. My name is Jamie, and I am appalled at the lack of Kong Dong in this movie. It's true. This Kong has no Dong. I can't believe you're already on Kong Dons, Jamie. Um, that's hard to say back-to-back. Kong Dong. Do you want to restart? No. So, we're here, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Are you breathing? <laughs> Coffee. Godzilla versus Kong. We had quite the ordeal to get through this movie. We would have done this two days ago if... All things have gone according to plan, but of course they don't because we have a child named Casper and twins named Remy and Casey who cause us all kinds of problems. Keeping us up till 4 a.m. last night. Yeah, and then the night before, exactly. Um, But we did make it through this movie and we really haven't talked about it at all. So I'm very curious. I mean, you know I was excited about this movie. You know I told you that even if this movie turned to be complete garbage, I was going to go see it in the theater as soon as theaters reopen here. Um, Give me your thoughts. What have you been holding in? Do you want to know? No, I'm just joking. Um, no, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure where to actually start. But, you know, I thought that certain things of this movie were kind of cool, like when it was talking about Hollow Earth and things like that. But um, some other things in the movie, it's like, it's a little bit too far-fetched. Like how every character just knows how to do absolutely everything. Like how does, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything here, but how does, you know, like let's say a, a person with no training, whether they're a child or adult, whatever, how are they able to hack something just you know, oh, I just know how to do this. Or like, you know, a, a random person just know how to fly this specialized aircraft. How does that happen? Yeah, I, well, I, I think you did miss a few things in the movie because that that's kind of the point that they don't know how to do it for at least some of the scenes you're talking about. I, I will say that I agree with you on some levels, but okay, let me put it this way. Um, I thought this movie was fantastic. I'm also a massive fan of the Godzilla series and the King Kong series. Uh, I recently posted my rankings of all 32 live-action Godzilla movies, all eight 
uh, live action King Kong movies. And have you ever seen Kong's Dong? No, I haven't. Um, I also haven't been looking for it though, so I'm sure it's out there. I'm looking for it. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. But uh, I find a lot of the criticisms labeled towards all these American movies seem to come from people who just aren't big fans of these franchises. There's probably a lot more people who are familiar with King Kong than they are Godzilla here. But the Japanese Godzilla movies, I mean, what we saw here is the perfect example of what a Japanese Godzilla movie would be. I would put this up there, not quite in the top five greatest Godzilla movies ever, but I mean, this is a top 10 Godzilla movie. Now... Well, the graphics were really good for this too, though. They were. The the special effects, yeah. The special effects are obviously going to be incredible. But as far as story goes, some of the outlandishness that you said, you know, technology, the the fact that the characters just know how to do everything, you're going to find that in every Godzilla movie. So... If there are people who are critical of this movie, just like there are people who are critical of King of Monsters, I didn't really pay much attention to it because it seemed to mostly come from people who aren't aware this is what a Godzilla movie is. Well, now, if, if this makes sense to say, like, what I was just kind of trying to explain before, it seems like too many things had to line up absolutely perfectly in order to happen. Like, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but you get to where, you know... Um, Kong is in a certain place and and then you know oh he finds this and that's the secret to this and then they wouldn't be able to stand a chance to actually defeat all these enemies and bosses without this it's just you know like it's one thing after another where it's like you know how many things had to line up absolutely perfect in order to come to this conclusion see and that's where I'm going to agree but disagree with you because I do feel like you have to disregard the story in a movie like this and if you're going in and you're going to walk out of this complaining about the story or the characters, then you didn't know what movie you're going to see. It's like going to a Transformers movie and being like, oh, there wasn't much character development, you know? Well, I guess oh, the story like, wasn't very smart. I guess it's like watching those Sharknado movies. Like, what did you expect? Yeah, well, I mean, this is infinitely better than a Sharknado <laughs> movie. Yeah, good point. But the, the thing is, this is where I agree with you. Yes, the story is very convenient. Uh, kind of like what you said earlier. People just know how to do things in this movie. There's other parts. Some of the ones you mentioned, I actually think the point of the scenes is that they don't know how they're doing things. But for me, the the argument I would have with that is that almost nothing that happens in this movie, all those things that you're kind of alluding towards, which we won't get into because we don't want to spoil everything. <laughs> how are you going to spoil Godzilla versus Kong? It's going to come down to a, a massive battle. We just can't talk about the end, really. But um, those things that you alluded towards... They're almost irrelevant to this movie because this is one of these movies that when you get to the final fight scene, you're like, everything that came before this didn't really need to happen. And that's kind of one of the complaints I have about uh, Avengers Infinity War, uh, that Infinity War, as soon as you you know start Endgame, you realize, wow, all that stuff in Infinity War didn't need to be there. Well, there's like throwaway stuff, right? Like you look at like, uh, well, it's... What, what's that guy's name? Kyle Chandler? Is that... Yeah. You look at like his character. Don't you ever say anything bad about Kyle Chandler. Okay. I will kick you out of this family if you knock Kyle Chandler. Okay, he... you, you know, he's he's pretty much at like a Liam Neeson level for me. He's an amazing actor. Don't get me wrong. But, what a man. But the the flashbacks to his part of the story or, or whatever in the movie, I'm just like, you know, honestly, what was the point? Like, it... it... It didn't really need to be in there. And again, t- talking about, like, this isn't spoiling anything because, you know, you realize who this guy is, you know, right away into the movie. But there, there's a guy there that does a podcast uh, about these monsters and his and name stuff. is Ben Waterworth. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, and, and you find out who this guy is. But then he somehow is able to, like, infiltrate this yeah. high security building, okay. not, not only where he lives, but also, like, across the world. And, like, the thing is, is... 
that that would be like this guy records a podcast that would be like as if you did that <laughs> like i know you're extremely smart you're like a genius but really seriously okay no no i i will say i've seen this movie twice uh it took us we got this like as soon as the second that the kids went to bed on wednesday night we rented this movie and i was determined i'm like i am gonna finish this movie i'm like jamie if you gotta go do your own thing I'm watching this and you can watch it later because I'm not stopping until I see this because it's very frustrating to not be able to just sit there and watch a movie in one shot. I'll kind of get to that later. But um, that's called having kids. That's yeah, that's called having our kids. I think more, oh. not a lot of other parents are going to no. uh, understand that. But uh, half an hour into the movie, it, it was two hours later in real time. Like that's how hard it was to watch this movie. So I do feel like I missed a lot and you didn't watch this a second time. I watched this a second time this morning. And I do feel like a lot of those outlandish things make a little bit more sense, but you also have to, you know, give the benefit. It's a, it's a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. I mean, it's, you can't expect too much from the story. But having said that, let's kind of break down some of the characters because I do agree with you that this movie almost has too many human characters. Yeah. And I think they're a lot more fun than we've got. They're definitely not as good as, as Skull Island. Skull Island had great characters. John Goodman, Corey Hawkins, Samuel Jackson, John C. Riley. Notice I didn't mention Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson because they were there as eye candy and brought nothing to the movie. But this movie, you have some fun characters. Now, are there too many of them? Definitely. Why are you staring at me? Because I, I know that Brie Larson is your eye candy. All right. Tom well, Hiddleston is okay, but he, he's as you, as you said, about, what was it? I quoted you about Tom Hiddleston. What was it you said? I don't know. Uh, that, that's a, a very pretty man trapped in a very strong, scrawny body. <laughs> okay, but... Like, in all honesty, every body is beautiful. No discrimination there. But every, Well, we, that's not but true. No, no, it's true. You know what the thing is? is every, every Job of the hut. Come on. Listen, listen. Okay. Nobody deserves to be shamed for their body. But as a person, you have your own personal preference. And I actually like for... I, I just, you want Henry Cavill. You want... It's not even, it's not even a muscle thing. Bursting. All, all, although <laughs> those are nice. No, no, no. Those Can are, we ever do an episode not talk about Henry Cavill? No, but you brought him up. I didn't. But I'm, I'm saying, like, honestly, what I find most attractive when I look at either men or women is that they actually do have a little bit of meat on them. And I think that he's just too skinny. Kong's got a lot of meat on him. What do you think of Kong? He's a monkey. He's not even, like, the same species. You're the one who spent an hour and 20 minutes talking about Kong's dog, that, like, like, a week ago. That's like talking about... Uh, you know, let's say that John Travolta movie where he's an alien and just being like, did that get you going? And it's like, no, he's an alien and it was weird. John Travolta was in Battlefield Earth, you mean? Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, John Travolta even is an alien. That's one handsome man. It's like, that's like my secret turn on is John Travolta as an alien. No, yeah. it's not. Uh, okay, so no, but Tom he's, Hiddleston he's, he's has nothing to do, but Tom Hiddleston has nothing to do with this movie. So we'll try to stay on track for once. Okay. So, human characters, you're basically broken up into two halves. Now, you mentioned why is Kyle Chandler there. Well, because they spent the first three movies in this franchise establishing this organization, Monarch. Yeah. Which, Ken Watanabe sort of was the lead of that in the first Godzilla movie. Uh, John Goodman and his crew in the second one are in Kong Skull Island. And then Kyle Chandler kind of was the disgraced or, or the... Um, retired, whatever you want to call it. And I felt like it didn't really have that much presence in this movie, well, though. Th th that's part of the thing. Like, we won't give away too much about the, the story, but there's a new organization, which is Apex, which has nothing... Monarch still is the organization that monitors all of the, um, the monsters and is sort of like the go-to experts. And this Apex Corporation is just 
a technology corporation that becomes the head of this movie because they're working on something that is luring Godzilla in and causing Godzilla to become the bad guy. And I think that's one of the one of the things I actually liked about this movie is they've established Godzilla and Kong both so much as protectors and the heroes that how are you going to have a movie like this? Somebody has to at least start as the villain. It's kind of like when they did Freddy versus Jason, you know? The movie was very clear that one of those was going to be the villain, the movie one was going to be the hero. In this one, just like the 1962 King Kong versus Godzilla, it's very clear Kong is the hero and Godzilla is the villain. But Godzilla is the villain because there's this new organization, Apex. So really you have two stories in this movie. You have the monarch story, which Kyle Chandler, of course, is just the guy on the ground, just meant for you to remember, hey, there's a connection to the previous movie. And the other side of the monarch story is really following um, his daughter, I guess you could say. Well, no, really both sides are just a combination. So let's just, okay, let's break it down like this. His daughter, Millie Bobby Brown versus Kong versus Mechagodzilla versus Ghidorah versus Mothra versus Rodan um, is older now. And the timeline doesn't make sense, by the way, because she's still in high school. But this movie is, they state, supposed to take place five years later. Well, so she is 17 in real life. No, no this is my, yes, I know you checked, but this is my point. This takes place, it, King of Monsters says it's been five years since Godzilla's attack. This movie says it's been ten years since Godzilla's first attack. So this is exactly five years after King of Monsters when we saw the last time. So if she's still in high school, she can't be any older than 17, which means in King of Monsters she was supposed to be 12. I'm not buying she was 12 in the last movie. So that's, you know, the discrepancy, but whatever. So she's basically on her own in this movie and a couple times calls Kyle Chandler. So sad we don't get more Kyle Chandler's movie. You have her friend, who's this this kid who was in Deadpool, um, who's part of the comic relief in this movie, and they meet up with the podcaster guy, the conspiracy he, theorist. He has an Australian accent, right? I don't know if it's Australian. No, I think he's New Zealander because he was in this movie, The Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a New Zealand film, I think. Oh, I I don't know if I know the difference between the accents. Well, I know Ben I will know, tell you the difference next know, time he's on. I know on. Ben will give me trouble for that yeah but But, um i know he said a couple of things that they say differently but i can't think of it now yeah but anyways you have that trio that's their story now on the other side you have i'm guessing it's supposed to be the monarch scientists the protectors of kong which is um the 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 way you telling me to quiet down here loud you're like screaming in my ear you're the loudest person i have ever met you're not allowed to call me loud you are the loudest anyways you have the, the lady who's the protector of Kong and this adopted daughter of hers, which is one of the tribal people from Skull Island. And then you have Alexander Skarsgård, who's the, the guy who played Tarzan, which is how I lured you into watching this movie. Uh, and you said within seconds, you're like, yeah, he's wearing too much clothes in this movie <laughs> because and, you're and, used to seeing him in a loincloth. And honestly, the longer hair actually suited him better. Not as attractive with short hair. Okay, well... Aside from that, you got to get your man candy fix on this show. Uh, so you have that trio. Now, a couple other characters play into it. But basically, you have the Kong protecting, Protection Squad, who's out to get Kong and hide him from Godzilla first, so then eventually bring him to Godzilla. And then you have the... Um, the podcast conspiracy theorist crowd the 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 conspiracy theorist with children the jurassic park crew this is sam neill in jurassic park now it really is a stretch to have this guy who by the way you said oh this podcast could just get in the high security facility you do realize the movie starts showing that he's been working there for two years right undercover 
Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, so that's how he has the access. But anyways, that's very Sam Neill in Jurassic Park, which I didn't even realize until I was trying to explain what it is. Those two stories, kind of their own thing. Now, they kind of meet up in the end, but they don't really, and I don't think any of the human characters really need to be in this movie, but I think they did an okay job with creating some fun characters. Ben and I talked about in King of Monsters, Millie Bobby Brown was was downright annoying in that movie. Yeah. Um, here she's not bad she's not the best thing about it i really do question why she's there when you get to the end of her story in the movie like she is standing in the background that's all i'm gonna say she has no relevance to what happens in this movie so who who is your number one hottie in this movie can i say king kong no (laughs) who's your number one girl hottie in this movie? well there's another character i'm not gonna pick her there's another character who's the daughter of the villain in this who as you claimed i was looking at longingly when she appeared on screen no she's not your number one i uh, yeah well i was gonna say the the rebecca hall who plays the kong protector i'm a big fan of hers yeah she's very good I could tell you were saying she's very yummy. I, I, I was saying she's very she's she's you said been she's in very lots yummy. she's been in lots of good movies. <laughs> I, I, you I'm guys a fan should see of Colin. Hers. He he has dimples and they are so deep right now because he just can't stop blushing and All smiling. Right, anyways, I, I'm she's, pulling it up so you can see her filmography. She, she's yummy and understand that the town, the prestige. That's the big one. The prestige. She was amazing in the prestige. She's yummy. She's you can say it. Anyway, she's yummy. So moving on, Jamie. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even know how I keep track of anything when you're on the show here. Why do you invite me back? I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. You were a big hit last week, apparently. But anyways, so uh, the human characters don't matter in this movie. Um, I don't know where I was going with the point originally. You completely sidetrack this. And Godzilla and Kong fight at the end. So we're not going to go into too many details, but how they get there doesn't really make sense. Uh, but but does, like you said, though, it's a monster movie. Like That's the, all it, you want. We've been saying this all it's, month. It's true. Except for the 2014 Godzilla, which Ben enjoyed. I, I still think he's nuts. Uh, but I, I will maintain that is a terrible movie because you don't get any monsters fighting. You just get a bunch of shadows and clouds, and it's only for five minutes of the movie. But the other ones, you just want to see the monsters fight, and it delivers here. Now, I do want to say this, though. I am a much bigger King Kong fan than Godzilla. I'm a huge <gasps> fan of both. I've watched the Godzilla movies, 32 Godzilla movies, multiple times, so I'm a big fan of both. But it, it, took, it was hard for me watching this the first time, looking at his King Kong movie, because King Kong is sort of the star for the majority of this. Godzilla's used the way Godzilla's always used, sparingly. You have a few appearances, and you really just save the anticipation for the end. Yeah. Kong is there the whole time, which is the way King Kong movies always are. But this movie is very sci-fi at times, and a little too outlandish for a King Kong movie. So the first time I watched this, I was struggling a little bit to accept this King Kong. He's also very friendly with humans in this. And I'm not going to say that I didn't... I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem with that. But it kind of has me more excited to think, well, I want to see the story between Skull Island and this. To see where the Kong protectors come in. Rebecca Hall, that great actress. And She's yummy. Child, it's okay. You can say it. Where She's they, yummy. Where they come in. Uh, and you get that because it is a big jump to go from Skull Island to this where Kong is almost domesticated. Uh, that's a minor complaint that I didn't have as much problems with on the second time. But again, only if you're a really big King Kong fan are you really going to have an issue with that. Well, and you know what? Like, I'm not I'm not a huge uh, King Kong fan as in like a fanatic You about can it. now get out of this family. No. You have issues with Kyle Chandler and King Kong. You're I not allowed. I don't have issues with it. You I, have a lot of issues. I, I, I know, but not in relation to this. <laughs> 
but but no, I I enjoy King Kong movies and Godzilla movies. The the Godzilla. The one with Matthew Broderick was the first, <laughs> yeah. first one I watched. I'm glad you said that because Ben and I defend that movie again. I don't defend – let me just say this. I don't defend that movie in saying it's a great movie. Certainly, if you're a Godzilla fan, it is a big stretch because it's not really a Godzilla movie. But it's at least a fun movie. But, the 2014 but, one isn't. So thank you for at least saying that there I are some But I remember how huge it. it was and how much merchandise there was for that movie. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because, like, my memory's awful. But, you know – that movie and like let's say like the batman movies and stuff there was so much merchandise mm-hmm. you know for movies like that but anyway you know call me greedy uh but you know they did a great job with the monster aspect of this godzilla and king kong fighting each other but you know I, when they're talking about the hollow earth stuff and they're visiting there and everything which are you saying you wanted more monsters than just godzilla and kong in this because we do get one other that that sort of all we won't spoil what it is but is that yeah. what you're saying you wanted more monsters well yeah like even even in the the hollow earth place like you know they they show stuff briefly in there but and again i won't spoil mm. but i just wish that they would have actually had more of a story concerning the hollow earth stuff with the monsters well i think that hollow earth is there because they've been alluding towards it since skull island and it, it sort of allows them to have this opportunity if they go into more movies after this that they have a new setting, something fresh. I guess that um, makes sense. I, I I can kind of see what you're saying, especially because coming from the Godzilla series where it's usual to have many monsters fighting, like King of Monsters, the last one, it was three monsters and got four including Godzilla. So Godzilla versus three monsters or tag team match, whatever it is. But um, in a King Kong versus Godzilla movie, I think the anticipation needs to be there that it is just the two of them. And we do get something else, uh, which is kind of a nice surprise at the end of this. But uh, while I would agree, I would love to have seen more monster. I feel like even if you had little battles throughout, let's say you had Godzilla fighting Rodan again or uh, Angiris, which is one of the cool little cameos that you see in this movie, or you had Kong fighting, um, I don't know, a T-Rex, you know, kind of a, a nod to the original. It, it would have been cool, but it would have lessened the impact of the big fight at the end. Because we really get two fights in this movie. There's a mid-movie fight and the end of fight. Yeah. I I did like the monsters that they actually showed, though, in Hollow Earth. And again, I won't spoil anything. You'll be able to see when you watch the movie. But um, they weren't just like your regular monsters that you would look at. They're actually pretty creatively done. They looked pretty interesting. Which ones are you talking about? There was like the bat one. Oh, yeah. The the new creatures that there's a brief action sequence in. Yeah. And then there was like a a flying dragon with like, Mm -hmm. it looked like pterodactyl wings kind of. And see, that's that's the thing is that they they don't have the rights to reuse all the famous Godzilla monsters. Toho said when they allowed the um, uh, American studio to make this movie, they said, we'll give you Godzilla... We'll give you Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidorah. Anything else is off the table. Um, so there have been some creatures that we've seen that it's... Obviously, I said Angiris, which I, I was like, oh, that's Angiris. And you're like, what's that? I'm like, it was the first monster that Godzilla ever fought in the series because the second Godzilla movie, Godzilla Raids Again, was the first time we ever saw Godzilla versus something. You're like, well, how do you know that's Because it looks exactly like it, but they can't call it that in the movie, but it's clearly supposed to be. So with Skull Island, did... Did the American company make up the skull crawlers then? Yeah, that was made original, but Cause, also cause those were really cool. Yeah, and and we get uh, another skull crawler cameo in this movie, but um, the 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 flip side of that is that King Kong never really fought other monsters. What he did fight, they weren't like it wasn't like King Kong versus. All King Kong movies have always been about King Kong versus man. You know, King Kong climbing a building, King Kong versus people who are trying to kidnap him. 
King Kong versus Godzilla is really the only time. You have a King Kong T-Rex fight in uh, the first one, but the, the series has never been built on that, so it was easier for them to create an original character. Uh, but uh, anyways, kind of moving on for a second. Uh, ultimately, the fight, like, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say again that I thought this was perfect. It, does it live up to expectation to be like the greatest monster fight of all time? I don't know. But also keep in mind, when I watched this the first time, it was very frustrating. We were on our second day of trying to get through this movie. And during the final fight, we had a child screaming, literally screaming for hours at a time and got so loud that you were going to go to just go up to distract him or settle him down or whatever. And I said, no, he can keep screaming. I am not going to stop this in the middle of the fight, you know? So I didn't quite get it. The second time I watched it, I definitely enjoyed the fight scene more. Um, it's going to have some people criticizing it, but I, I feel like for what we've seen in these movies, this MonsterVerse, these four movies, this is hands down the best fight we've had. And I think it, it pretty much lives up to expectations. It's not going to exceed because I feel like, you know, expectations are so high as it is. But did you at least enjoy the fight? Yeah, I thought... The setting is great in Hong Kong. I thought that, again, you know, both of them look great, like King Kong and Godzilla. But honestly, Godzilla, though, the graphics for Godzilla is amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and like how he's lit up and stuff. Which again, that's not a spoiler. He was in other movies too. <laughs> exactly. But... If you know who Godzilla is, that's not a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, but like it's it's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's so neat. You know. Now uh, let's talk quickly about the release of this movie because it's been out for I guess two days at this point. Uh, it broke the pandemic record for opening day box office, uh, which I think Wonder Woman had set prior to this. Uh, now that's important because theaters are reopening, but this also is taking the same uh, strategy of Wonder Woman, where at least in America, where the majority of the box office is going to come from, it uh, has HBO Max that's available, but you could also see it in theaters. So the fact that this made $9.6 million in North America on day one is insane, considering so many people could watch this for $10 a month, $12 a month, whatever HBO Max is. Here in Canada, we don't have that, sadly. So my frustration leading into this, this was like the movie... Uh, that I was really excited about seeing. I I think I even mentioned last year, only because I forgot about No Time to Die. I had said at the end of uh, last year, when Ben and I did our last episode of the year, I said, I think Kong vs. Godzilla is the movie I'm most looking forward to this entire year. Now, No Time to Die, if it even comes out this year, which, let's be honest, is going to come out in 2026 at this point. Um, Daniel Craig will be dead by the time No Time to Die is released. I'm really looking forward to the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's one of us. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. I'm not sold on it but anyways and you know what i want to watch it with someone else <laughs> fine you go watch it with somebody else guess what theaters still aren't open this is kind of my complaint uh i really want to see this in theaters and i i want to see wonder woman 2 but i felt okay with watching wonder woman whole maybe it was because it was an odd night where the children actually slept uh and are there a lot of people out there who are like oh they should just release everything you know digitally now kate i've gone through this argument before i'm gonna go through it again that will never work uh, will there be opportunities for movies to be released streaming on demand on a, uh, a streaming app like Netflix or Amazon or something like that the day they release in theaters? Yeah, that will happen. But if we were to ever move to theaters closing down, you will never get a movie like Godzilla vs. Kong again. It is impossible for any streaming platform or even on-demand sales of a movie to make enough money to pay for a $200, $300 million budgeted film. What we're going to get if all theaters close down is we're going to get every single movie is going to be a 50 to $80 million movie. You're never going to get a blockbuster again. This movie needs to be seen on the big screen. And 
if I had any letdown from seeing this, is I, every second of this movie, I just kept thinking, this would look so much better on a big screen. Uh, so, I mean, I, I love this movie, but as I said, if this movie had been complete garbage, I still would have paid to see it again. So I'm waiting for them to open theaters. We were this close. They they said, they were was it three days it. before this came out, or, or uh, I guess a week and, and a half before this came out, Yeah. they said Manitoba is going to reopen its uh, theaters probably well, this weekend. they were weekend. considering it. Yeah, but with every time they have said we're considering this, they've done it. This was the one time they said, no, not yet, which is so frustrating because... Theaters are a safer experience. I don't know what it's like everywhere else in the world, but the Cineplex theaters here in Canada, even the landmark theaters here in Canada, I've I've never been more comfortable anywhere since the pandemic has started. Like, and, and there's very solid points. They can control where people are sitting. You could have a restaurant and people get up to go to the bathroom and they're passing by somebody else. You don't have that in theaters. It's so open and they control where you sit. Everybody's facing one direction. Please reopen it before this thing is gone because I'm going to pay to see it. If before we even get to the review of this, if you you had the opportunity to see this in the theater, would you go with me? I'd have to. Well, I'm not going to make you, but would you go? Ah, I would. Sure. Okay. Good. It's settled. We're going to go see this again. Uh, now, before we get to the reviews, I want to quickly mention this. Uh, we lucked out with some good Godzilla vs Kong merchandise this week too. So we're going to give and a I'm, bit of a plug. I'm, I'm claiming some. Well, maybe I, nope. I I'm going to. I'll, okay. Well, let's just say this. We got a nice theatrical Godzilla poster, and we got Team Kong and Team Godzilla shirts, where it's official from the movie. One says Team Kong, one says Team Godzilla. Uh, this is really cool. People should look this up online. Um, Shapes Winnipeg. So Shapes is a, a chain of uh, gyms here in Winnipeg. They did a Godzilla versus Kong workout a, a yoga session whatever you want to call it using the soundtrack of this movie and the soundtrack's amazing in this movie like i loved this soundtrack they did a workout session which i think is 30 minutes long i haven't been able to do the whole thing yet but i have kind of clipped through it because i was curious about the soundtrack and it's fantastic there is a yoga session this movie was so brilliantly marketed we've got merchandise for this movie now every time we go to the store we go to walmart i'm always like oh i really want to buy these kong versus godzilla toys I'm like, the kids would be hurt by them. I'm like, so I'm just going to claim them for myself. Um, these shirts, the posters, great. People should go and they should check out Shapes. If you go on Instagram, it's ShapesWPG. And uh, one of the more recent ones you'll see on there is the yoga session where they do the soundtrack of Godzilla vs. Kong. They do a full yoga session. We're going to do this. You want to do this with me? No. You don't want to do the, the Kong, Kong vs. Godzilla yoga? No, I just want the shirt. <laughs> Fine, you've got the shirt. All the right. Go- the Godzilla shirt's mine. You can have the Kong Well, one. you you wouldn't... Is that the one you preferred out of the two? Yeah. Or do you just know I would looked, never give up the Kong shirt? No, it looks amazing. Like, it does, but... The graphics for it looks amazing. It's got, like, hot pink on it. It's right, great. But you're not allowed to wear it until I've worn it at least once. That's what I'm claiming, okay? What? I, these were... These are mine. Why? Because you're afraid I'm going to stretch it out with my boobies? Yes! Oh, well. You have claimed one too many of my shirts, and, and they've got permanent boobies boob bumps in them <laughs> do not look natural on me uh anything else you want to talk about in this movie well i can't help being a woman sorry anything else you want to talk about in this movie woman uh i think we did uh i think we did everything you, we did everything yes i think we talked about everything all right so what do you want to do do you want to buy it rent it bin it um i'd rent it i'm going to buy it but that's no surprise with me yeah it's not a surprise with you yeah but I will say this. Um, do I love it as much as Kong Skull Island? Maybe not. 
Do I love it even close to as much as the original King Kong, the original Godzilla? Definitely not. Uh, but the movie on a second view grew on me a lot more, and I really enjoyed it the first time around. And we have this for another five and a half hours. I'm not even opposed to watching it again, to be honest. So uh, That's just you, though. Yeah, but it could, it could be like the crappiest movie ever, and you'd be like, "I gotta watch it well, as hey, many times in five hours." I had a lot of issues with Wonder Woman 1984, and I watched Wonder Woman 1984 twice before the 48 hours expired. So, uh, yeah, it's still worth watching. Uh, so, we will say this: uh, Godzilla vs Kong done. Check that off. We were supposed to be doing Justice League for a long time again. Ben unfortunately isn't available for that right now, but Jamie's gonna be joining me one more time again. Well, yeah, you, we've started. Are you sure people want to hear that? Okay, so if there are any women out there or men who just like to hear how filthy women actually are, <laughs> they're unfiltered. Uh, hearing you talk about Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa. Okay, let's let's, else let's just set the record straight here, okay? Everybody in the entire world is always like, guys are pigs. Da, 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 da. <laughs> women are literally, I'm not going to say even twice as much. Women are like 10 times as, pi- as much pigs <laughs> as guys. And anyone, They're just better at keeping it private? Th- they are. And yeah, like honestly, guys would be shocked at, a, you know, what comes out of women's mouth. Yeah, and, it, well, and it gets worse as you get older too. And you, and you are uh, a little bit tame when you record these. But we, we will be having Justice League, the Snyder uh, cut coming in the next couple of days. And uh, there's a change in plans. We did tease last week that uh, we were going to be doing a good, quote-unquote, good horror sequels month, uh, which we're going to be moving to May because it'll be more appropriate for A Quiet Place Part 2. But we have something really exciting for next month, which I, I'll drop the bomb of what it is right now we have guest host month so a couple of weeks ago maybe a month or let's say a month or two ago we we're finishing up anniversary month and ben and i brought on dan foley uh to do the ferris bueller's day off recap with us and we talked about for a long time doing a guest host month there's several other guest hosts we've had you know uh, contestants from survivor amazing race who have been on the show who've talked about other movies with us we're putting that together. So starting next week, we're going to be bringing you the first ever, let's call it reality TV guest host month, because that's the three guests we have on this time around. We're going to be kicking it off with Billy Garcia from Survivor Cook Islands joining us to recap The Karate Kid. This is something that we mentioned years ago when Billy and I did oh, the Cobra that, Kai that's premiere. that's like your favorite. Yeah. Well, hey, wait till you hear the other ones we got here too. Following that, we're going to have Survivor Australia's Matt Dyson... Uh, who you can also hear on the Survivor uh, Australian Survivor Archives, another show that Ben has. And he's going to be covering There's Something About Mary with us. Following that, our final one this month is going to be Martina Sio from The Amazing Race Canada, who is one of our favorite contestants of all time in The Amazing Race on any TV show. She's hilarious. She is hilarious. So you're going to want to hear this episode. Didn't we and name one of the kids stuffed animals after her? She, we, One of the children's stuffed animals is named Martina, and the other one's named after her brother Phil. There you go. Now, Martina will be joining us, and I didn't have a, a movie finalized until 11.30 last night when she texted me, Hey, have you ever seen Glass? Which I'm so pumped about because... People criticize that movie, but like you and I loved Glass. I did. That's the Unbreakable Split sequel. Bruce Willis is a favorite of mine. Yeah, and and so we're going to be covering Glass. So we've got The Karate Kid with Billy. We've got There's Something About Mary with Matt, and we've got Glass with Martina. That is our next month, so people need to get excited for that because we're going to have guest host galore, and this is going to be a spectacular April, even though there's probably nothing else coming out other than Mortal Kombat, which you mentioned. Bruce Willis. 
Especially because of Bruce Willis. Okay, that Jamie. is a man that is just as hot with hair as without. No joke. Seriously. I, I want to start counting how many times you sidetrack from things that are oh, not even sorry. on topic just to talk about a man. Ugh. Anyways, uh, listen through the end of the episode. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. we got some cool Patreon offers out there. Uh, bonus episodes are going to be coming. On top of that, you can get advanced interviews that we've recorded that are not even going to air for weeks as we're getting ready to uh, cover some big TV shows. We've done interviews with several of the actors on them. They're very exciting. Sign up on Patreon. You can get advanced interviews. You can get bonus episodes. You, If you want, you can get autographed pictures. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I hear all the stories. It's actually amazing. Not only, you know, the people that you guys are doing interviews with. These are yeah. huge people. But we the, have the some stories are really interesting. Yeah, we have some great interviews. So if you just can't wait until end of April, end of May, whenever these interviews are going to go up, you can get them well ahead of schedule if you sign up on Patreon for as little as, I think, $3 a month, $4 a month, something like that. I don't know. Come on, that's nothing. Do it, people. Do it, Jamie. Sign up right now. Hashtag Kong Dong. Yeah, because there's the other special offer. As Jamie and I said last week, uh, I did my own re-edit of Peter Jackson's very bloated 2005 King Kong, which I think I turned into a much better movie at about two hours and 20 minutes. You can see what Jamie has deemed King Kong circumcised. My cut, you can get your own copy of that if you sign up on Patreon at whatever Hashtag level you don't touch my foreskin. All right. I, how did I know that was going to come back? Anyways, <laughs> lots of exciting stuff coming soon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us. My name is Colin and hashtag Team Kong. My name is Jamie and hashtag Kong Dong. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.